On this episode of the SSPX interview series, we're going to be taking a look at marijuana. In recent years, the use of recreational cannabis has become fairly widespread and legal in many places. And even among Catholics, it's now common to hear the objection that using this drug is no different than drinking alcohol. So Father Robinson will join us to take a careful look at the drug that is marijuana as it's dispensed today, along with the effects that this drug has on its users as revealed by current studies. We'll look broadly at the morality of drug use. Then we'll look specifically at marijuana to consider its effects, compare its effects to those of alcohol and tobacco, and finally, we'll make a judgment on the morality of its use. This episode is meant as a companion to the booklet that has just been released by Angelus Press on this topic. It's available at angeluspress.org for anyone who would like a more in-depth look. Now, let's join Father Robinson for this episode of the SSPX interview series. Welcome to the SSPX podcast and uh, Father Robinson, hello, how are you today? Doing fine, Andrew. Good to see you today. I, I paused for a second because good to see you too. I, I paused because I wasn't exactly sure if this is a questions with father episode or if this is kind of a one-off episode uh, at the very least. Um, because today we're talking about uh, the morality or lack of morality. We'll figure that out by the end of this episode on marijuana usage. Uh, and this is something that you had been working on, uh, working on a booklet or a pamphlet to, to be put out as well. And so we wanted to do this. So we didn't get any questions about it. This is just something that we wanted to put out. Uh, why is that, Father? Yeah, well, I mean, um, though there may not have been explicit questions uh, through the website, um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I think this is definitely a questions with Father episode, and the reason for that is uh, it comes off uh, comes up so often um, in in the, in the confessional or uh, in advice being asked of priests um, about whether it's it's moral to smoke marijuana, um, whether it's moral to smoke it in in uh, limited quantities for relaxation, uh, recreational use, medical use, whatever, and. You know, I mean, um, I think our, our YouTube channel is is definitely not a clickbait channel. I mean, I, I think the people who have subscribed to our channel, they, they know that we don't put um, podcasts up there for sensational reasons. We're not, we're not looking to get uh, maximize right. our subscribers by talking about um, the, the latest sensational news story. Um, and, and this is, at the same time, a, a controversial topic, but, but we're not bringing it up for that reason because it's controversial. Uh, we're bringing it up right. because it's a real pastoral issue and a topic that I think is, is extremely important because what I hope to do is to share some information that a lot of people just don't have um, that, that is, I, I hope, going to provide uh, means for, for people to make some very good decisions about use of, of marijuana. Uh, it's just there, we, we know so much more about marijuana use than we did in the past. You think about how uh, tobacco use was was considered at least physically okay for the longest time, and um, we did not realize how much damage it caused to the lungs. So how it's it's an accelerator for lung cancer, um, and the the various effects that that can come from long term tobacco use, physical effects. And, and now there, that knowledge is there, and, and there's been a, a public reaction. However, it seems like we've lagged behind with regards to marijuana. It's, it's ironically going in reverse. 
So as we know more yeah. about marijuana and how damaging it is, uh, we seem to be legalizing it more. Um, so somehow we've reached this weird situation where smoking tobacco is considered really bad, but smoking marijuana is just like, oh, well, that's kind of cool um, and acceptable nah. in today's society. So marijuana has been legalized in one form or another in 47 different states in the United States. <clears throat> and I haven't updated my data with the, the election that just took place last month, but it's, it's legalized either for medical use or for recreational use or both um, in 47 states. And here I am in Colorado, you know, it's like the 420 capital of the world. They have the, they have the 420 convention um, every year on, guess what the date is? April 20th, that's right. Yeah. Um, so on April 20th, they have, they have <laughs> and for, for people who don't realize, uh, 420 is, is one of the many nicknames for, for marijuana. Um, and so here in, in Colorado, there is a lot of marijuana use and Wherever you go out in public, you will often uh, smell marijuana, and it's unfortunate for people who have marijuana allergies because it's like they can't go outside. It's just kind of everywhere. Um, but definitely the vibe today in society is that it's not, a, it's not a problem at all to smoke marijuana. It's safe. It's legal. Um, it's wholesome even. you know. Um, meanwhile... As I say, in the past 20 years, some very careful studies have been done to assess the effects of marijuana, and uh, the results are, are kind of chilling. They're, they're, they're really um, a bit alarming. And so I hope to show, share some of that information and also to make a judgment on the morality of, of smoking marijuana. Okay, sounds good. So let's let's dig into uh, the topic itself. Then um, marijuana essentially is is the plant, um, and, and like you said, that I've heard it myself. Well, it's natural. It's you know, there's no additives to it. It's no no chemicals to it. Um, it's you know, God made it. It's God's herb. I've heard that before. Um, people trying to justify it, um, but there are chemicals in it, natural chemicals, but chemicals nonetheless. And the main chemical that that is the issue here. Uh, if I'm not wrong, father is THC, which is the that's the chemical that that produces the high or the effect, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, I mean, yes, it's it's a plant. It's a plant that we find on the planet. Um, but there's there's lots of plants out there that are poisonous. Um, you know, poison ivy is a plant. It's 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 also <laughs> one of one of God's plants that are, it serves its purpose here. Uh, but the argument okay. that just because you can find it growing somewhere um, as a plant doesn't mean that it's going to be good. I mean, there's plenty of mushrooms out there. If you eat them, it's you're going to get you're going to get sick, or you're going to, it's going to be harmful. There's plenty of insects out there. If they bite you, you know it's it's not going to be good for you. So right. um, that's that's just a red herring. Um, so the the real question is 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 whether the marijuana plant is poisonous or not, whether it causes uh, damage to those who smoke it. So. You're you're correct that that there there are about four sorry five hundred and fifty um, not four hundred twenty <laughs> don't want to say that um, it, it, about five hundred and forty <laughs> um, chemical substances in this plant cannabis sativa and there is one particular substance in there 
um, that is called tetrahydrocannabinol. Tetrahydrocannabinol. That's abbreviated THC. And the scientists have been able to identify this THC as the main chemical that causes the psychological effects, the, the high, the relaxation um, that people feel when, when they're smoking it's marijuana. So when we uh, evaluate <clears throat> marijuana use um, as it exists today, we, we have to look at the concentration of the THC. And one of the reasons why this discussion is so important is, is that some, um, some people, when they think about marijuana, think about marijuana as it was smoked back in the days of Woodstock, uh, back in the, in the early hippie era. And the thing is that the, the marijuana that existed at that time had a very low THC content. And once people figured out that, oh, it is this chemical that, that causes that effect that I like, this relaxation and eventually the, the high um, from smoking marijuana, what people started to do is they started to breathe the plants in a special way in order to increase the concentration of THC. And they started to produce uh, many sort of marijuana products, uh, wrapped them in, in various forms, uh, like, like gummy bears, you know, or, or various candies, um, put them in brownies, put, put you know, marijuana in brownies. Uh, all, all these, there's, there's just a numerous, numberless products out there that contain very high concentration THC. But when we look at the, the joint, um, the typical, you know, uh, cigarette that, that people will smoke, uh, as far as its THC content goes, when it was marijuana was was being imported from Mexico back in the 60s and the 70s, typically there would be 2% THC in half a gram of pot. Um, so when someone smoked a joint back then, uh, they, their actual intake of THC would approximately be around five milligrams. And as the decades rolled on and people were like, I want more THC. I don't want to have to smoke 20 joints uh, before I feel the effect. Right. Um, I want to feel it immediately. So they started to increase the dosage of THC. By the 1990s, the typical concentration went from 2% to 5%. And by 2015, the typical joint uh, was up to over 20% THC. So this high THC content means that uh, first-time users, when, when the first time they, they smoke a joint, they're getting hit with um, a very heavy dosage of THC that's this very likely to cause a high in them. Um, it would, it's it's going to have um, very strong physical effects. And for any user out there when they're shopping for, for marijuana and, um, yeah, the dispensaries in here in Colorado, they grow like mushrooms. They're, they're just everywhere. Um, so yeah. they, they are going to get a product that, that is high in THC. So the concentration is much greater and it's important for us to assess when we assess the morality of um, 
ingesting marijuana, we have to say, what is this THC going to do to you? Uh, and, you know, it's going to depend on the, on the product. But as I say, most products today are designed to give you uh, a very strong hit of that chemical. Uh-huh. So the, the issue, at, at least at first, that we're looking at is is the the properties of the THC or the, the, the properties of, of marijuana that, that gets you to that feeling. And we're going to get into the morality of, of why that's a problem or not a problem here a little bit later on. Um, there are products out there, you know, I, I live in a state also that has some of these dispensaries. I have seen, hey, low THC products, you know, for people who don't want that. We're not really going to be talking about that today. We're more talking about, you know, your quote unquote standard buying marijuana or buying some of these products that have the THC and enough properties in it to uh, produce that high effect. Um, that's that's mainly what we're talking about. Is it moral to to consume those substances or not? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I did a little research online. I have not walked into these dispensaries. Um, I'm not a consumer of the product myself. Thanks be to God. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, you can find you know, low THC content uh, cannabis out there. But you, that, that's definitely not the mainstream market. Um, there, there are some strains that have 1% or less <clears throat> THC content. And some people are looking more for what's called CBD, which is um, another chemical that appears in the, in the marijuana plant. And it's uh, reputed to have some, some health properties. And uh, if, if people are, are looking for the CBD and not the THC, it's a different story. Um, but yeah, what, what we're talking about is your typical, typical marijuana product where, where you're smoking it for the THC. You're not, you're not, it's not, you're not right. using it for the CBD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I, I just want to point out that, that while marijuana has been legalized to some degree in 47 states, it is, it's, it's, it's still illegal under federal law to produce it, possess it, or distribute it. Um, and as far as the health industry is concerned, um, it's, it's kind of become a political issue. Marijuana got legalized in this country by its uh, promoters basically claiming that marijuana had good health properties. That it, could, it had a, a very uh, important medicinal use. And they portrayed people out there who who needed marijuana, and they're like, marijuana was the only thing that could do anything for them, and they were unjustly being deprived of it. That's how it kind of became mainstream. Um, and it's, it's something we need to talk about later, but it turns out that marijuana does not have uh, very many medicinal properties. But uh, there are the, the, the drugs that appear on the shelves in the United States are classified from Schedule One to Schedule Five, and Schedule One drugs are the most toxic drugs that that can be found. And marijuana is is classified as a Schedule One drug, so it's classified as the most dangerous category because of the fact that it has a very high potential for abuse, and it does not have uh, standard norms for medical use or for safe use. So they're 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 not you know like the the warning labels and so on. <clears throat> the um, the doctor is saying to you, okay, prescribing you, this is how much is, is safe for you to use. Um, there's just no, there's no cap on that. 
So there's just all these marijuana products out there with tons of THC, and there's, there's no regulation on what's safe and what's not safe. And this is, this is what le has led to the situation we have it now, uh, as we're going to see, where the marijuana is causing a lot of health problems in our country. Okay. So what, what, are some of the, what are some of the problems with it? I guess we can divide it up and there's, there's some short-term effects and some long-term effects that, that has been, have been identified. Yes. So I especially want to focus on the mental problems. Um, and marijuana is different from alcohol in, in that you um, don't feel so much physical effects as, as mental effects. Um, so the, the THC has many uh, negative effects on the mental health, um, especially what is referred to as cannabis-induced psychosis. So med medical experts have come up with this term, cannabis-induced psychosis, um, where you have hallucinations, anxiety, panic attacks, and episodes of psychosis. And the, the problem with this is when you have some sort of psychotic attack, you are no longer seeing reality in a way that is accurate. Um, you can become paranoid. You can become uh, under the impression that you're being attacked, that you're being threatened by the people around you. And this leads people to become very violent. If, if they think that, oh, um, the people around me are hostile to me because they're having some sort of high, um, the, the, the marijuana is warping their view of morality. So this psychosis is produced by marijuana leads to violent crime. Um, I just want to give you this quote um, that people with psychosis are five times as likely to commit violent crimes as those without it. And they are 19.5 times as likely to commit murder. And then there's a study in the 2017 edition of the Journal of Addiction Research and Therapy. It links um, the use of marijuana to violent crime. Uh, it says, in incarcerated subjects, studies found that one-third of the subjects that committed homicide had used marijuana 24 hours before the homicide. Further, three-quarters of those subjects were experiencing at least one mental or physical effect from marijuana intoxication when the homicide occurred. So the, the thing is that in certain number of people, it's not, it's not in everybody, and there is a ge genetic predisposition in some people towards mental illness um, that can be, that marijuana can be like a catalyst for that. So in, in those people, when they, when they take marijuana, it, it, it warps their, their view of reality. They feel threatened, and they take measures to safeguard themselves, and those measures are violence. I just want to give you one story, and there's, there's tons of these stories that are out there. Um, you know, that I, I want to recommend this book uh, by Alex Berenson, is Tell Your Children, um, that contains a lot of stories on the effects of marijuana. There's a story that's not in there that I want to share with you. It's about a 28-year-old woman. Um, her first name was Bren, Bren Spetcher. And she was just your, your typical um, professional woman uh, employed. She, I think she had 
uh, a, a, a job in the area of dealing with with hearing problems. She herself had a hearing problem. She she worked in that area, um, sort of oral uh, audio therapy, and she had no criminal record. She had no history of mental illness. Um, she was with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was uh, a marijuana user, and he said, "I'm going outside. I'm, I'm going to do some marijuana." And she said, "Well, I, I would like to try myself um, to, to some some marijuana." So he he put some um, marijuana smoke in a, in a bowl, and you and you you put you put the bowl to your your nose, you inhale it. She did that, and she didn't feel any effect, any immediate effects, just like in the first couple minutes. So she said, "Hey, you know, if nothing's happening. Um, yeah, can can I try some more?" So he he put some some more marijuana in there in the bong with with thicker smoke, more concentrated. She took another hit, and she immediately had a psychotic episode um, where she thought that she was dead, um, and that she needed to to attack her boyfriend in order to to save herself. And it's it's very tra- tragic because she ended up stabbing him over a hundred times and and killing him. Um, on on the spot, and it's like totally, completely out of character with this whole woman's life. And the first time she ever uses marijuana, she has a psychotic episode, and and she kills her boyfriend. Uh, you know, she goes to jail. It's, it's like totally ruined her life. Um, so so this is the sort of short term effect that the marijuana, a high concentration of THC, can have on people. Um, just basically. Uh, making them out of touch with with reality and making them feel paranoid or that they're under attack. Yeah, this is uh, this is something that is fairly common among among users is is that feeling of of paranoia. Um, but but I guess what what you're saying and what what that book is saying, Father, is that you know in in some number of people in certain people you add that which normally is just kind of there and people feel paranoid, whatever. But in certain people, that can lead to some serious problems, and they can um, it, it it basically ramps up any sort of other underlying mental issue that may have been there but latent, may have been there but hidden. Right, you know, and it's not. I don't think it's a low percentage when when we talk about this this uh, study that I just quoted. When they're saying, okay, one third of people who committed homicide had used marijuana twenty four hours before. Um, and we, we ask ourselves, how, how many, yeah. on what percentage of the population does this have an effect on? Well, it's going to affect everybody's mental health to some degree, but there is a certain portion, certain number is going to lead them to violent crime. Um, and I don't, I don't, uh-huh. be, I, I can't say who those those people are. You know, it's kind of like when when you're drunk, when people are drunk, they behave differently depending on who who the person is. Um, there's a happy drunk, there's the violent drunk, or whatever. It's similar with THC, and the the thing is, um, you know, it, it it's a, an appreciable number. It's it's an appreciable portion of the okay. marijuana users. It has this effect upon. All right, um, so that's that's the short term risks um, effects. Let's look at long term uh, health problems or mental health problems or maybe both. Yeah. So, um, a lot of studies, as I say, have been done 
especially on the youth, uh, youth using marijuana. Unfortunately, I think uh, its use is pretty prevalent in public schools today. Um, but I just want to quote um, this article by a man named Lighton Woodhouse uh, talking about the long-term effects of marijuana, where if you use it on a continual basis over an extended period of time, um, the chances of developing some sort of mental disease is very high. He says, if you've ever smoked a bowl and become irrationally anxious that everyone is staring at you and knows you're high, what you experienced was a mild symptom of cannabis-induced psychosis. According to one study, about 40% of people react in this way. If you experience that paranoia and keep smoking on a regular basis nonetheless, especially with today's high-potency THC products, and especially if you're young, there's a good chance that you'll eventually suffer a full psychotic break. 35% of young people who experience psychotic symptoms, according to another study, eventually have such an episode. If you keep using after that, you run a decent risk of ending up permanently schizophrenic or bipolar. Cannabis has by far the highest conversion rate to schizophrenia of any substance, higher than meth, higher than opioids, higher than LSD. Two Danish studies, as well as a massive study from Finland, put your chances at close to 50%. So the chances of developing mental disease, the, he, he indicates the stages. So you, you start off your first time, you're just like, you just feel paranoid, as we were talking about. 40% of people feeling paranoid. <clears throat> and you're like, okay, well, that's okay. I'm going to keep smoking. Um, then at some point, you're going to have a psychotic break. You're going to have like mental breakdown. And even after that, if, if, you, if you say, that's, you know, it's not the marijuana. I'm okay. Or this is not affecting my life. Uh, it's for other reasons. I've just been stressed out. That's, that's what caused that psychotic break. I'm just going to keep smoking. Um, what he's saying is if you, if you go past that psychotic break stage, um, then it's going to turn into mental disease uh, in 50% of the people. So the long-term effects is wow. developing permanent mental disease. Um, that's how toxic this THC is when you ingest on a regular basis over an extended period of time. So... Um, <clears throat> The, um, the regular marijuana users typically start in their teenage years, and from there, it takes an average of six years. If they, if they smoke in, uh, on a regular basis, it takes six years, and they have developed a permanent psychotic illness. And this is, this is what is so frightening, Andrew, um, is, is when you think about how, uh, as we were saying, marijuana has been normalized. And it's, it's, a, it's ironic that more people smoke marijuana in the United States than they smoke nicotine now because of this, this campaign and the, and the opposite directions in which things are going, where nicotine use is, is going down, this huge campaign against it. And meanwhile, marijuana is being promoted. Um, so more people are smoking it. And as it becomes more normalized, you, what, what they're seeing is the hospitals are filling up with mental cases. Um, so I just want to because give you some of those statistics. So emergency room visits related to marijuana in 2006 were 400,000. Then eight years later, in 2014, 
it was 1.1 million. So almost tripled. And in 2014, marijuana overtook cocaine and opiates in the number of hospital visits caused because, of course, they're able to test what's in your blood. And you say, well, you know, what is this person on that, that caused this, whatever it is, that, that to makes them go to the hospital? And now marijuana is found more frequently in the blood than cocaine or opiates. And then that same year, 2014, more than those 10% of the people who went to the emergency room and were diagnosed with primary psychosis, that's the main reason they're there is psychosis, they received a secondary marijuana use disorder diagnosis. So 10% of the people, um, they, they said, this person is addicted to marijuana. And that's the cause of them, of them being in here. So I, I think that is the most troubling effect of, of THC uh -huh. is the breaking down of a person's mental health. So it's not just a short-term hallucination that happens, but over time, um, you're slowly losing your mind uh, from, from smoking marijuana. It is, uh, it is, it is frightening. And again, this is all, you know, we can start doing math and start doing, you know, figuring things out. But, you know, you said 50%, according to this, uh, to this author, uh, Woodhouse saying, you know, your chances of developing some long-term permanent psychosis are 50% over about a six year period or so. Um, <clears throat> when you start to look back at, <clears throat> excuse me, all the states that have legalized it, it's all been in the last three, four, five, six years that where that movement has really taken hold, um, I mean, it kind of sounds like we are really close to a whole lot of uh, mentally ill people in society that we are not going to be equipped to handle just from a social aspect, not even looking at the morality standpoint of this, but just from a social aspect. Uh, it's a little terrifying, Father. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a mental health epidemic. And you look at, um, you know, a lot of unstable people out there. It makes you more worried when you get on the road. Like when I get out on the road here in Colorado, I'm like, this peop this person is driving on the uh, on the other side of a two lane highway. I mean, he's is he high or is he not high? I mean, is he driving under the influence? Right. Um, and you hear all these horror stories about people going crazy and and shooting up a place. Um, and you know, the, the the vast majority of them are are on some form of, of drugs, and, and sometimes it's marijuana. Uh, it's it's linked to their marijuana use. Um, so marijuana use, as I say, can lead to violence, okay. and of course, it could lead to to violence uh, in the form of a mass murder. So, we're we're if 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 we're having more of these episodes in the United States, where people are going into sh shopping malls or, or or going into uh, nightclubs or whatever and shooting it up, um, it's it's certainly partly related to an increased drug use. Um, and increased marijuana use. Mm -hmm. And it's just irresponsible on the part of the legislators and the political lobbies to present marijuana as completely safe, when in fact we do have the data now. The studies have been done. They have come in. And what's interesting is that in uh, England, <clears throat> they've, they've done these studies, and they did a great job of uh, informing the public about the effects of THC. And the marijuana use in the UK has, has actually gone down in the last decade because people have been informed and they're saying to themselves, wow, I don't want to go crazy. 
I don't want to fry my brain, you know, yeah. become a mental case. And so I'm not going to use this product. But unfortunately, here in the United States, somehow people are not being informed uh, about these effects. And I, you know, I, I think some of the, the medical health professionals are saying that um, they're seeing more and more people coming in who are suffering a psychotic episode because of marijuana use under the impression that it's legal, therefore it's okay. I mean, we all have this impression is once it's legalized, it's voted in, then that makes it right uh, and yeah. it makes it safe. Because it's legal, it's safe. You know, it's it's just like like abortion. Um, there's no such thing as a safe abortion. I mean, there's the, the, the trauma induced by abortion and the, the health effects on the woman are really bad. Um, and it's, it's just because they say you can do it uh, the government is telling you it's okay. Doesn't mean it's okay physically. Doesn't mean it's okay mentally. Um, so we we have that that information right. now, and I'm hoping that people are going to become more informed over time. Yeah, that is that was one of the the big arguments, and has been one of the big arguments in the in the issue of legalization. Is you know once the government can get involved, then you know, the percentages of the THC, for instance, the dosages can be labeled, it can be regulated, that kind of stuff. And on paper, that does make sense. However, with what you're saying here, where, you know, the, this is a very powerful drug, it's basically a, in many people or a large portion of people, it is psychosis inducing. Um, that doesn't really uh, seem to carry much water anymore, especially when you consider that probably the group of our population that is starting to smoke, use, consume whatever marijuana in some sort is probably teenagers. Those are the ones who are uh, going to be experimenting with it the most, using it the most. And uh, now that it's legal, it's more available to them. And with developing brains, that cannot be good for their mental health. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely um, a greater risk for teenagers than for adults. Let me just share some of those studies with you. Um, so there have been different studies conducted uh, of marijuana use among teenagers in Australia, Switzerland, and Finland, and they all said that the risk of psychotic symptoms increased threefold from marijuana use. And there's one study in Finland with over 6,500 participants showed a sevenfold increased risk among adolescents of um, this psychotic psychotic symptoms, some sort of uh, me mental derangement when cannabis was used more than five times. So be besides this, um, we we've spoken about how these psychotic episodes can lead people to commit acts of violence on other people. But we should not be surprised that also it can cause people to commit acts of violence upon themselves. So, it's a known fact from studies that marijuana use increases the risk of the committing suicide. So it, here in Colorado, for suicides committed between the ages of 15 and 19, the, the most common substance found in those who have committed suicide is marijuana. Um, so people are using marijuana and, and they're becoming more and more anxious over time. They're becoming depressed and anxious. And what do they do to treat their, their anxiety? They, they smoke marijuana. 
and then it, it, it spirals out of control. They reach a point where they feel like there's there's no way out. There's no way out of their anxiety. There's no way out of their de- depression other than taking their own life. So this is a very sad effect for those who become addicted to marijuana um, is that they, they spiral down in this um, vicious circle of anxiety and depression and they, they end up feeling there's no way out. And, and the only real way out for them um, is, is death. So I just want to share with you um, one story. And, you know, there's various websites that you can go on to, um, especially of, of parents who have lost their own children through marijuana use. They, they, uh, they see the life of their child completely changed. Their whole temperament, their whole perspective on life changed when they start to become addicted to marijuana. And then when it ends in suicide, especially, they're so hurt and they um, want to help others to uh, make sure that this is not going to happen to their children. And they'll form various groups to try to inform people um, so there's there's groups such as Moms Strong, Johnny's Ambassadors, Blue Rising Together, and Every Brain Matters. But here's here's one of the stories, um, and this story is going to make reference to the use of a very very concentrated uh, THC. Uh, sometimes people do what's called dabbing it, where you just have this liquid solution that's very very highly concentrated, like ninety five percent. 99% THC, there's there's these products out there. So, um, you know, obviously if people are ingesting in very high concentrations, it's the, the, the effects are absolutely disastrous. So this, um, this mother, Jennifer, she says, our son Nathaniel was 26 when he shot himself in our home while we were there on August 13th, 2022. We had no idea he was suicidal. It was only within that week he started not acting like himself, just one week. Tons of packages of survival stuff started arriving, and he only went to work one day. He was very reliable, so this was out of character. When I asked him to please tell me what was wrong, he said China was going to kill us all. We later found out that he had told others to prepare for attack from China, and the world was going to end that next Monday. When we went through his room after his death, we found an empty vaping cartridge containing a combination of THC-0, Delta-8, and Delta-10. These are various forms of THC. I remember the yeah, te- tetra, delta, hydrocabinol. Um, th- there's, there's various formulas of THC. When I shared details of that week and the strange text my son sent me that night, he felt he had at least a moderate psychotic break. We sincerely believe the vaping product is responsible for that break. One week he was himself, and literally next week he wasn't. Gosh. So, I mean, as, as I say, it's it's just it's it's kind of terrifying. Um, and it, it, this is this is a bit of an extreme example of of a young man um, taking very high concentrations and some of it synthetic, right? You know, THC. So. In other words, not directly from the plant, um, uh, not related to the plant at all, you know. Um, but the, the fact is that you, you think of a typical teenager going into one of these, these dispensaries, um, 
And they're just like, well, these, there's all these products. Let's try this. Just try that. And they, they pick some product up. They use it. It has that immediate psychotic effect. They're no longer themselves. You know, they've developed this, this mental uh-huh. derangement, and they're not thinking it's because of what I took, or they're not thinking that I'm, I'm suffering. I'm, I'm in a bad situation. I need to get out of this. I need to get away from this. They're in their other parallel universe at, by that time. You know, this kid is, is obsessed with yeah. what China's going to do to the United States. He's not thinking, I'm, I'm having a psychotic episode and I'm going to take my life. Um, so this is what is terrifying about a product that has an effect on your mental health because it creates a new reality for you. And you're now dwelling in that reality to get out of that reality. It's almost like people have to, to, to seize you, lock you in your room and make, keep you away from this stuff until you come back to your senses. Otherwise, you know, yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that is, um, that's terrifying. Those poor parents. Is there any connection between um, that the researchers have been able to find lately between, you know, marijuana use and any other sort of conditions? Yeah, it's very interestingly, um, the connection has been made with autism. Um, that's that's uh, cannabis use is it, it, there. There are nine states that have the highest cannabis use, and they show significantly faster increase of autism spectrum disorder. And I don't think this is surprising because of the fact that um, marijuana has neurological effects and autism is a neurological problem. It's a brain problem. Um, so if, if you have parents, for instance, um, who are weed users and, and they're having children, um, there's probably a greater uh, proclivity, genetic tendency towards this autism um, that's coming from those parents than it would be otherwise. But the fact is, it's just the data is certainly in, um, and that there's, there's a greater uh, increase of autism in states where there's a high, higher cannabis use. So there needs to be more science done, more studies done to make that, that connection more explicit. But let's just say we wouldn't be surprised if, if the, there, there is, an, right. in fact, a connection. Um, then okay. the, the fact is that, that marijuana, um, is addictive. Uh, this, this is what we also have to understand and what I was just talking about that the people who are addicted to marijuana are often, um, having a lot of problems, but they're not ascribing their problems to their marijuana use. Though medical experts have identified something called cannabis use disorder, which is basically addiction to marijuana. Um, and apparently 15% of those who have tried cannabis more than once uh, end up becoming addicted where they have a physical and or psychological dependence on the THC. And the sure sign of the addiction is when they keep using the marijuana, even when it's destroying their lives. Um, and as I say, because of the fact that they're now living in a separate world, a separate reality, and in that reality, they're not able to judge what is really causing their problems. Um, they're focused on whatever their paranoia is about. Um, they're, they're not saying, wow, um, I messed up. You know, people who have mental disease are often not aware that, that they're, they're suffering mental problems. So they don't do things to address those problems. 
Um, I'll quote it's Alex Berenson. He says, mentally ill cannabis users rarely stop smoking even after repeated hospitalizations. And he quotes this Dr. Melanie Rylander, who I think is a doctor here in Colorado. She says, in 11 years of practicing psychiatry, I have yet to convince anyone that marijuana is causing problems for them. So these medical experts are seeing people coming in. They're seeing that they have high marijuana use um, and it's, it's, their lives are unraveling, but they, they, they're unsuccessful at convincing them that they, they get off marijuana, that that's what's actually causing their problem. So um, it, it puts people into a situation where they're unable to treat themselves. And it's only if people are going to come from the outside and help them get away from it that they're, they're going to be good. Like if they go into drug rehab or they're forced into drug rehab, but the chances are they're never going to think that uh, marijuana is destroying their lives. Um, and they'll see it rather as having a very positive effect on their lives. It's funny because one of the one of the largest um, uh, one, one of the largest arguments for the legalization of marijuana is that it's not addictive. I mean, I've heard that over and over and over again. Uh, it's not yeah. it's not it's not addictive like you know nicotine is more addictive than uh, caffeine is more addictive than um, and maybe that is true. Maybe those substances are more addictive, but it is still addictive. It is still addictive. As I say, you know, typically 15% of people who use it uh, be, end up becoming addicted to it, to its use. And of course, so those, those people are very um, in a dangerous position to developing mental disease. Um, another thing that you hear out there, Andrew, that people say is that um, marijuana is not a gateway drug. Um, it's a soft drug, and it, it will not lead to greater use of, of harder drugs. And that also is, is not true. Sometimes people will take marijuana as a painkiller. Um, they, they use it to relax. And the, the thing is, marijuana is just not very effective as a painkiller. So what tends to happen is that when marijuana is, is not reducing the pain, um, it's, just, it's just making them feel relaxed, but it's not, the pain is still there. Uh, they tend to go on to use something else like opioids um, or cocaine in order to reduce their pain while they still remain on marijuana. Um, so there was a, a study done of some poor women in San Francisco. It showed that the women who were on marijuana had a twofold uh, likelihood of opioid use. Um, and there, there were no other factors, not even homelessness or exposure to violence, that increased opiate use nearly as much as the marijuana use. Another study of 34,000 Americans showed a threefold increase of becoming addicted to opiates among, among marijuana users. And also, um, there's a connection between marijuana use and cocaine use. And by the way, um, you know, in this last election cycle in Colorado, uh, one of the bill words so said uh, Colorado's number one state for cocaine use. Um, and this was like the the state that first legalized marijuana. Um, so marijuana uses, I'm, I'm quoting from uh, this book, Tell Your Children, marijuana use is strongly correlated with cocaine use at the state level and changes in marijuana use are correlated with changes in cocaine use. So there is a real connection between using marijuana 
and using what have traditionally be considered harder drugs. Um, it's, it's not like uh, people are able to just use marijuana and not uh, dabble in other drugs uh, because of the fact that uh, marijuana is often not having all the effects that people are looking for uh, in, in a drug. Now, can we look a little bit farther at tobacco versus uh, versus marijuana? Um, one funny anecdote I think about all the time is when I was in college in the early 2000s when smoking indoors was still sort of okay or on the cusp of yeah. at least being okay. Uh, went yeah. to a concert and I started to light up a cigarette because that's what you do. And uh, the security guard said, no smoking. And I looked over at a guy who was smoking a joint about six people away from me. And I pointed to him like, what about this guy? And he goes, that's weed. It's fine. What you have is worse. And I said, okay, whatever. So um, as far as health issues, Father, um, and that's something you hear all the time. Cigarette smoking is worse. You know, tobacco use is worse than weed. Um, is that true? Yeah. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to be an apologist for tobacco use. And I, um, I'm uh, perfectly willing to admit that the tobacco use over an extended period of time has bad effects on your physical health. Um, we, we know that now. The, the carcinogens in, in t- tobacco um, have damaging effects on the lungs. So the thing is, marijuana also has the, the, the effect of damaging your lungs. Um, so the effects on the lungs are similar. If we just want to talk about physical effects, um, and you know, we we consider uh, nicotine use moral. It's it's not against the moral law because of the fact that the the um, the effects are so slow working. Um, it's just like you have to smoke a very extended period of time. And you have to smoke excessively. We we say um, that it gets sinful when you're smoking excessively nicotine, tobacco. Um, and there's a more, a, a much higher risk of causing lung cancer or, or this damage to your lungs. But the thing is that cannabis smoke is a bit different from tobacco smoke because it dilates your bronchia more in the lungs and it allows the smoke to penetrate more easily and more deeply um, as in, in the lungs. And so uh, it's said that, that one joint or marijuana cigarette, it causes physical damage equivalent to four to five um, of the nicotine cigarettes. So it seems like the physical Uh. effects can be greater than tobacco. But of course, you know, the the more important thing um, in what really distinguishes tobacco use from marijuana use is that tobacco does not cause you to to get high. Um, It's... It perhaps helps you relax, whatever, but it doesn't um, loosen your hold of reality or put you into some sort yeah. of hallucinatory state. And that that's what's very, very problematic about marijuana and why smoking tobacco is not a moral problem, generally speaking, unless you're smoking in excess, um, killing yourself by, by chain smoking, um, and in marijuana is problematic because it, it makes you lose your reason and it damages, damages your brain in such a way that you're on your way to um, losing your mental health. So that, that's, that's the main distinction. 
Um, and if we were to to talk about alcohol, then we we would say, of course, <clears throat> with with respect to alcohol, there's also um, a huge problem with with excessive use of of alcohol. Um, and the the main distinction I would make between alcohol and marijuana is 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 there a um, lesser use of of marijuana that is safe as there is a lesser use of alcohol that is safe so people can use alcohol in moderation um, and it's it's not damaging so you think of a priest consumes alcohol at mass every single day you know so he drinks alcohol every day at, at mass. Um, but it, it's not something that's damaging his health because it's used in moderation. But um, if is there is there such a use for the marijuana? And what I've been arguing in this in this podcast is that because of the fact that the marijuana market has changed so much today, and in the 21st century, in the in the 2020s that we're in, um, the marijuana products are designed explicitly to give to the users what are they looking for, and that is um, this high from, from THC. It is true that people can, they, you develop a, a tolerance for marijuana very quickly, and so people can rapidly um, develop a tolerance for these high THC products, but as I've already stated, um, Already in the in the initial uses, you're 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 experiencing the the psychological effects. Um, you're endangering yourself of becoming addicted to marijuana um, over an extended period. If if you if you use it regularly, chances are you're going to develop uh, mental health problems. Um, and so, whether you are like a first time user, if you, if you're a first time user, it's very dangerous. You don't know what effects it's going to have on you. The, the concentration is going to be high. Um, or if you're a repeat user, you know, you, you've had it many times, you're, you're still um, in the situation where you're on the trajectory to have a, a mental health breakdown. So either way, it's, it's very different from um, the, the moderate use of alcohol. Because I think people would argue, they would say, look, I'm just going to consume marijuana moderately, just like people can consume nicotine moderately or alcohol moderately. And what I'm saying is, what sure. is that moderate marijuana use that you're talking about? If you're talking about a standard marijuana product that it does not exist, there is no such moderate use. Yeah, so, I mean, um, as we we said at the beginning, there that's, there's a possibility of people who really, really want the low THC product and they want the CBD, this other chemical, um, but that's just not your typical user. And I, I'm willing to admit in the abstract, if, if someone had a few puffs from, from a joint that was like 1% THC or less, then okay, maybe there's, there's no uh, moral sin there. Um, but the, the fact is, if, if you're at a party and people are smoking marijuana, um, or if you go into a typical dispensary and you get the marijuana product um, and you don't know what you're getting, chances are it, it's, it's going to be very dangerous. Um, and when, when we want to evaluate the morality of marijuana use, um, we, we have to consider these grave effects that it has on health. Um, so, 
let's just let's just talk about that and when what what we have to understand um, as the moral principle is that we God has given us stewardship over our bodies. Um, the the byword today is my body, my choice. But this this is the the saying of a godless world. Um, it's not your body. Uh, you have been given the body. You didn't make your own body. We didn't make our own bodies. You know, I can't say. You know, I, I flipped through a catalog and and I chose my body, or or I went in the shop and I made my body. You know, um, and I and I created its finality, what it's made for. Um, no, we God, we have a Creator who who has given us our body, and we have a duty to treat our body in a way that conduces to its well-being. We have no right to damage ourselves, um, to destroy what what God has given us. We have no right to destroy our mental health. Um, we have no right to destroy our physical health. So this is why drunkenness is wrong. Um, it's, it makes us lose our reason, our highest faculty. This is why smoking drugs that lead to a high, this is why getting high is wrong. Um, because we are taking, we're ingesting a substance that we know will destroy our highest faculties. So I just, I want to give you a quote from Pope Pius XII on this subject Reemphasizing this principle that that we we Catholics we must make sure that that we're not taken in by this by these slogans of today this uh, total autonomy like I'm an island I can do whatever I want with my body because I own it like no no you've you've been given it by God and you have a duty to be a steward of your body in a way that's responsible. So Pius the Twelfth he says informing man. God regulated each of his functions, assigning to them the various organs. At the same time, God fixed, prescribed, and limited the use of each organ. He cannot therefore allow man now to arrange his life and the functions of his organs according to his own taste, and in a manner contrary to the intrinsic and eminent function assigned to them. So, this is like the general principle for all of uh, these sins that, that we identify as Catholics as violations of the moral law, whether it be the sexual sins. Okay, so I, I'm not, because I have a body doesn't mean I can use my sexual organs however I want, in whatever context I want, can excite them in whatever way I want. No, I have to use them according to the way that God made me and he made my body. Um, the same with, with a woman committing uh, this, the crime of abortion. Uh, she can't say, well, you know, because this is my body and I have a baby in it and I don't want this baby in here, so I can eliminate its life. I can kill its life. Um, it's like, no, um, the, the, the baby that's in you is partially because of the action of God giving you the power to conceive. It has infused the soul into, into that child. And, and the same is true with respect to all of our faculties, of our organs, um, our reason, uh, the, the the physical health that we had. I mean, obviously, if I went out to the shed and I, I took the skill saw and I chopped my hand off, people would say like, no, that's horrible. There's no way you should do that. Everybody would see that's, that's wrong. Well, well, of course, um, if, if I do something similar by taking a substance that's poisonous and destroys my mental health, that's in a sense even worse um, because it's not just a question of losing my my hand. At, at least I'll still be able to think. 
um, and I'll still be able to direct my my actions in a way that that is proper and rational, God willing, if I get over that mental episode that I had. Um, so, for to someone to willfully take marijuana, knowing the facts about what I presented here. Um, they're effectively saying that they have the right to destroy themselves, to to destroy their mental health or put them in the grave danger of, of having a psychotic episode um, and that, that God has no say in it. That this is, um, in other words, they're choosing their own autonomy over being creature of God and submitting to God's plan for them. And, and this is the very nature of mortal sin. When we choose our own finality. We say, I'm going to make myself to be created for, for this, for this pleasure or for this uh, means of escape, what have you. So, as I say, I'm, I'm willing to admit <clears throat> that if you have a very, very low THC product, it's maybe 1% or less, and it's just used minimally, um, and there's 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 no danger of these psychotic effects. Okay, um, there there's a possibility of, of no mortal sin there, um, but the standard use of, of marijuana, based on what we've talked about, um, I would have to judge is mortally sinful. Um, and typically, priests in the confessional, if if the, if someone confesses um, the use of marijuana and it needs to be confessed, of course, um, then the the priest will ask them before he absolves, um, do you possess any marijuana? Because it's a sign of the firm purpose of amendment, whether they get rid of the marijuana that they have. Um, do they intend to keep smoking? Um, are they an addict? And this is where you see that the priest can be a great help to, to people, because in that sense, he's not only helping them morally, but He's also helping them in their lives to to break this habit that could have very very damaging consequences for their life. Um, so in the end, we we would have to say um, that the vast majority of the cases that where marijuana is used today would be mortally sinful. Okay. Father, thank you so much for going through all this with us. Um, it's been a huge help, I know, even in um, some traditional Catholic circles and in um, non-traditional Catholic circles or, well, in every circle. I'm hearing all the time that, oh, this is fine. This is not a big problem. Um, yeah. And it is something that, that should be addressed and, and needs to be heard by a lot of people. So thank you very much for taking the time to put this all together. Yeah, I just uh, ask the, the people um, to take this information on board and, and do, do their own research um, and, and become informed. And also, of course, um, to, take, to take it to heart that this, this is also something that can destroy the life of grace in your soul. And so that's, that's the worst of all. I mean, um, even worse than the, the, the mental effects that I've, that I've talked about is to lose your soul forever. Um, but the two go together. You know, that's why. Um, it's it's mortally sinful is because you're willfully destroying your own mental health. So, um, yeah, don't do drugs. Okay. Great advice to end with. Father, thanks so much. Have a good weekend. Okay, you too, Andrew. Thank you for listening to or watching the SSPX podcast. 
please keep in mind the best way to help more people see these videos and to hear this podcast is to subscribe on YouTube or subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate or review wherever you listen. Also, please remember, this is an apostolate. It's free to listen or to watch anytime, but we also need your help. Would you please consider submitting a one-time donation or sign up for a small $5, $10, or $20 a month donation at sspxpodcast.com? This helps us to continue this important work of sharing the beauty and the truth of traditional Catholicism with as many people as possible. Until next time, thank you for listening, and God bless you.